Well, John, this uh, was an unusual podcast for us with Valerie Thompson, uh, the fastest woman on two wheels and potentially four coming up. Uh, it, it took uh, The conversation took a turn uh, due to some activity that happened this morning, John. Yeah, unfortunately, we learned today that Jesse Combs, who uh, was the world's fastest woman on four wheels, uh, was killed in um, trying to achieve a new world record and yeah. friends with Valerie Thompson. And so Valerie dedicated this discussion more to Jesse, which was moving in itself. Moving and brave and generous on Valerie's part. Absolutely. Rest in peace, Jesse. Welcome to the Behind the Bars podcast, where we discuss all things motorcycles, memories, and mayhem. Oh, this is awesome. Sponsored by Wilkins Harley-Davidson. Let's get this thing started. Here's John and Mark. On the line with us today is Valerie Thompson. Valerie is uh, huge accolades, but the world's fastest female motorcycle racer at 328 miles per hour, uh, eight-time land speed record holder, um, member of the Sturgis Hall of Fame. Welcome, Valerie. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Um, Valerie, you know, um, we talked about this earlier, but our listeners are, are um, just learning this as, as we are. Um, today, our intent was to um, we were so excited to have you on the line and just interview you and sort of talk about who Valerie Thompson is. And um, when we reached out today, we all learned uh, the death of Jesse Combs. Um, and you sort of took it upon yourself. Why don't we turn this into a discussion about who Jesse Combs was versus uh, Valerie Thompson, which I, I really, really appreciate. Um, so, you know, tell us, I mean, I know Jesse was a friend fill us in on, on um, you know, who was Jesse and what exactly happened today? Well, I, we were all woken up by the tragic news of uh, Jesse uh, her, and her passing and with her attempt to, you know, become the world's fastest woman on a motorcycle. Or I'm sorry, whoops. <laughs> She's attempting to be the world's fastest on four wheels. And, you know, it's the dream came into reality of, what happened the outcome was she passed away in doing something that she loved um you know she was a shining star of what we do um she was a great ambassador she was an inspiration she was brave you know she was innovative and she had the courage to do to try things twice that was her motto she, you know, said, okay, first time, mm, okay, second time, yes. <laughs> so always try it twice. And uh, her and I, we have a lot of inside uh, of our soul. We, we're, we're very similar. And uh, I had the pleasure of riding with her at uh, the Bella Bikers uh, event in Sturges. And I was so tickled pink inside. I was warm and fuzzy, and I was feeling like I was right. I'm riding with a superstar right next to me. Well, as we come to talk and chatted a bit, she said, oh, my God, I was so excited to ride with you, the Valerie Thompson. And I'm like, oh, she goes, I'm the fastest and you're the fastest on two wheels. And so we are all just kind of chuckling and and whatnot. And uh, when I had had my crash moment, uh, uh, crashing at 363 miles per hour in Australia, she, like, we were just, 
chatting a bit, and she grabbed my arm towards the end of our conversation, and she just grabbed my arm and held it tight, and she just asked me with her beautiful eyes, Valerie, how are you doing? You know, she was trying to reach deep in my soul because I think I was sugarcoating the crash and my emotions, and I was just trying to be a big girl and, you know, show my confidence and, you know, big girls don't cry, but guess what? Big girls do cry. And um, she really reached deep in my soul, and she was that type of person. She was just a little shining star in everybody's eyes and quite a, a great example of what women can do. So women can set their minds to anything, and they can achieve it. Valerie, what, what, what and, and when did you first meet Jesse? I came across Jesse, I believe, at the SEMA show several years ago. I didn't really know much of who she was, and she, at that point, she wasn't really, uh, you know, into land speed racing, but it was just recently that she, she was into racing, you know, dirt racing and whatnot, but um, I don't follow the dirt track very well, very much. I follow uh, land speed racing and drag racing, so um, I never saw her on a circuit that I raced in, so... It was back in that, those days when I, I came across her. And you, um, you've gone, you are um, right now the world record holder for the fastest female motorcycle rider. And that was the speed of 328 miles per hour? Yes. And, and when was that, Valerie? Uh, that was uh, in March 2018. And that, what? The Australian Dry Lakes said the... Um, in Australia, I see. South Australia. So, so Valerie, did did Jesse uh, establish herself uh, with land speed as w- on two wheels as well as four, or was she strictly four? I, I believe she was strictly four. Um, I, I know she, you know, built motorcycles. I know she rides motorcycles, um, and but I never had heard that she raced motorcycles. You know, a lot of people don't know exactly the extreme that I race, but, you know, most of everybody that knows me is I race land speed or a former drag racer. So um, always your current um, accolades always, you know, get in the way of all your past. <laughs> sure. Well, this this must be a particularly um, personal thing for you in that I, I believe I read that you, Valerie, were aspiring to achieve 400 miles an hour on four wheels as well to be the first human, male or female, to achieve 400 miles an hour on two and four wheels. Is that the case? Yes, absolutely. I, I'm, in, I'm in training right now, and I am a, a driver uh, for the Target 550 team, and uh, it's a streamliner which is about 43 feet long, weighs about 8,700 pounds, and is built to go as fast as it can. Um, they call it the Target 550 for a reason. I, I believe that's to go five, 550 miles per hour. <laughs> but we're not going to talk about that. I just have to go over 300, 400-ish to, to build up a, a record. <laughs> so... Jesse today was trying to achieve the same thing in the same kind of machine, or was she in something different, Valerie? Yeah, she she was in the North American Eagle 
uh, jet car, which is uh, 52,000 horsepower, um, you know, with some turbine jets. And uh, it's an old F, uh, F something Lockheed Starfighter jet plane that they converted into a land speed vehicle. And back in 2012, I was asked to drive that car. And I, I thought it was perfect timing. I thought it was a perfect thing because they're out of my hometown in, you know, Tacoma, Washington. They're really like in Puyallup area. But um, I thought it was just a, a, a great time for me to go back home with my grassroots where I was born and raised and set a land speed record and be the fastest female on four wheels, just like Jesse did. But unfortunately, um, things kind of happened the way they did. Uh, uh, one thing led into another, and my gut feeling also had told me that I, I didn't have a good feeling about it. And that was about my safety. And among other people that had told me, you know, how unsafe and how, how unsafe they, or how they were with that car, it really left a little black little thing in my mind of, I, I was, uh, I don't know how to say it, but I, I just didn't have a good feeling so, about it. And I, among other, a little other, other things, I decided not to be the driver. And then, um, and then later Jesse Combs was announced that she was the new driver. And that's all great and wonderful. And I started following them, cheering them on. And the team is great. You know, I respect everyone. I, I love what they're doing. And they're trying to go 763 miles per hour, Ed was, Ed Shadle, and try to be the fastest person on, you know, four wheels like Andy Green is. Andy Green went 763 miles per hour. Um, so and, uh, you know, it just wasn't my time to to be the driver of that vehicle. So, Jesse, you're familiar with the vehicle and... Valerie. Uh, excuse me, Valerie, I beg your pardon. You're familiar, Valerie, with that vehicle and what it takes to achieve those speeds. Without getting yeah. too into too much detail, can you can you tell us what happened to Jesse today? Um, the, I can't really say what happened because I don't know. Um, the report hasn't officially been out yet. Um, what I've read on the internet is just that she was, you know, attempting to break her own land speed record of 483 miles per hour, and um, I, I don't know anything else. I see. So, so Valerie, well, <clears throat> you know, I mean, I think uh, a lot of people listening. I mean, why? You know, I mean, what what struck me is what you mentioned you had a gut feeling, and it, and it was uh, th this just wasn't the right time for you to get into that that type of vehicle and and it was uh risky and um dangerous but but everything you've done up until now has been extremely risky and dangerous so why why do that why why put your life in jeopardy when you go 300 miles per hour or 200 miles per hour i have to say the difference with a roll cage is you know i don't have a roll cage in the cockpit of the streamliner bike but it did survive a 363 mile per hour crash with a monaco frame carbon fibered um and the car that i am at, uh, attempting to reach a record of 417 miles per hour 
that I'm testing in right now, um, that has a roll cage. I feel so safe in there. Where I went through all my previous photos um, back in 2012 when I was sitting in the cockpit of the North American Eagle uh, seat, and I'm looking in there, and I'm just like, the night and day difference between that cockpit and the cockpit that I'm in is 100% different. I feel so secure, so safe in the vehicles that I drive now versus the cockpit in the North American Eagle. And I, I'm not trying, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus by any means. It's just my safety is how I felt. It's my gut feeling and my, like my head would just bang around. I mean, if you really look in it, it's, there's no, something goes bad. There's no protection for your head. And the stability, I, I don't see a, a, I don't remember a neck harness in there. I, I don't recall any of that. And that's what scares me. That safety is, with the safety gear is number one. I'm so, sure she was safe in there, but I, I just don't like the cockpit area. Sure. Versus what I race now. And maybe, you know, maybe I didn't articulate it well, but why, why do this? You know, why, I mean, there's so many other uh, things you could be involved with. Why continually push the envelope on, on speed? I mean, you're you're already you've already achieved the world's fastest female motorcycle rider at 328 miles per hour. So why push it any further than beyond that? Um, you know, that's really a hard question to answer at, at this time because it's like, why? Why do we do what we do? But you know, it. I just try to be better at, at everything I do. I have to master things in order to, I, it's almost like I have to be perfect <laughs> in achieving these high speeds. And I got to tell you, it is so much fun going fast. It really is. The hard work is all behind the scenes. The hard work is getting ready, getting sponsors, uh, the media, the marketing and whatnot. That's the hardest dwelling part. But man, just to be in there all by yourself, Nobody gets to experience that, but I do, and I love it. So, Valerie, I know this just happened today, so it may or may not be something you can comment on, but in, in the wake of Jesse's uh, passing, does it change your perspective on this goal? Uh, does, it, does it cause you pause in any way, um, or does it just more inspire you to achieve the goal? Uh, you know... It's a weird day today, and, and it, it, everything's weird about today. And, and when I heard the news, I got a really bad, I got a cold feeling through my body, and then I got chills. And, and then I spoke to another lady, her name is Leslie Porterfield, about the same feeling that I had. And she also had that feeling as well. And we both, her and I, shared something that we've never shared before and now we're sharing it about how our gut feeling was and how we felt and you know I just wish I had an opportunity to talk to Jesse not that my words would change anything because man when we are set to do a big adventure like this you know it's hard to change people's minds change people's thoughts um yeah well, it, it, it sounds like you're both determined, uh, and in that pursuit of these goals, I'm certain that you're well aware of the risks involved. Um, 
So, I mean, I applaud your courage and your bravery, and, and my God, I, I, it's not, nothing that I could bring myself to even try for sure. Uh, it's just really, I think what John was asking earlier, and I'm just as curious about it, is, is, you know, what drives you and what drives anybody to want to put themselves uh, in that much harm's way? Uh, obviously, the goal um, is just more important than your own lives, and uh, that's incredibly inspirational. I, I agree. You know, at first it all started out was when I first started to become a motorcycle racer. I was just always told I can't do it. Women don't do that. So that was the inspiration for me to start breaking boundaries, to start being like, I can do this. Just like I can do anything. I could be a welder. I could be a construction worker. I could work in a bank again <laughs> like I used to. I mean, I went from banking to being a professional motorcycle racer, and now it's like, now I'm pursuing to go and be the fastest in a motorcycle and to be the fastest in a car. Um, it, I guess it's just an addiction uh, of speed. <laughs> speed is addictive. Yeah, well, I can relate to that. So, Valerie, you described that you had survived a pretty harrowing uh, wreck yourself in Australia some time ago. Can you tell us uh, what happened in that situation and, and, and why things went wrong that day? And, and how did you fare? Obviously, uh, you, you walked away from it, but, you know, what happened that day exactly? Well, that day was uh, the end of a good run, let me tell you. I was really in pursuit of a good run. The bike was great. Um, the track felt super nice. When I hit a really nice, patch of being kind of out of the rough after the two mile marker I felt that track being so nice like so smooth and it was just it was just like a little heaven <laughs> sprinkling in my ears it was just like ah oh, love this and when I started falling over I said oh this is not going to be good I don't remember a lot what happened inside the cockpit, but I do remember like lightly tipping over, sliding for a mile. I don't remember the ups wow. and the downs in the when I hit up, upside down. I don't remember any of that, but um, it wasn't a good day at the end, that's for sure. Um, and I questioned myself, am I good enough to do this? And, and, did I make a mistake? Did I overcorrect? Did I do something wrong? And I was thinking about what did I do wrong? I didn't do anything wrong. The bike didn't do anything wrong. What really the culprit was a gust of wind. Hmm. And with that being said, we don't race our motorcycle with three miles per hour of wind in any direction because we're so aerodynamic great. <laughs> we're coefficient to drag, drag is 0.008. And we're smooth. You know, we could, you could push, literally push that streamliner, and it will literally go, and it won't stop. Wow, that's fascinating. So you, that's you enormous, you, and, and and with wind, it, it's our worst enemy on any big bike that has some extra fairing around it. Um, and we have twenty-five feet of fairing, so. Uh, can you imagine being in the front of the cockpit and trying to control it with two joysticks? 
So, so looking at a picture of, of this vehicle, it, it does look like a missile, and you're in the very rear of this, is that correct? Yeah, that's in the car. Yeah, in the I'm car. in the back, and I was wondering about that, how different that would be, because in the bike streamliner that I'm in, I'm in the front, and um, in the car, I'm in the back. And I'll tell you, is I kind of like it. Hmm. Are you are are you laying down? Are you? Stri- I mean, oh, what is the positioning on? I'm sitting up, so I can see over the top. <laughs> I don't need to see, you know, the, the the car, but I just need to look forward, and I need to, you know, find my target forward uh, way in advance. So, um, I, I do follow with my my peripheral. Uh, of where the car is going, so I know I'm staying in between the tracks. But uh, it's kind of fun. It, it is fun uh, driving the car uh, and sitting way in the back and seeing everything. <laughs> it is a great scene. Well, Valerie, I know um, you know. I know you're in training. I know you're busy, and uh, I, I know you carved out some time for us today. So I, I don't want to um, take advantage of that. I want to thank you sincerely for you know, carving out some time to talk with us and certainly to, um, you know, dedicate some discussion to Jesse. Um, it's a very somber day and, um, you know, we wish her family the very best and we're thinking of Absolutely. all of her friends and, and family um, today. And I, I really do thank you for, for taking the time to visit with us on this and um, tell us, you know, some stories about Jesse today. Yeah, she was a very, she is a beautiful girl and some of the most beautiful chapters in your life won't have titles until much later. And now she has a huge title. And my condolence to the family and to the team members. Thank you for the time. Today. Thank you, Valerie. Thank you for, for sharing uh, your experiences with Jesse. And I wish you wish you all the best and, and, and please ride safe. Thank you. Thanks, Valerie. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Behind the Bars podcast. Sponsored by Wilkins Harley-Davidson. Stay tuned for our next exciting podcast. Check out additional information on WilkinsHarley.com.